This is Gary Nelson. Welcome to Gaz's Corner Podcast at podcast.gazzescorner.com. Today's topic is, may I have your attention, please? You know the drill. Anyone who's ever flown on a commercial airline has heard this announcement from the flight attendant, usually followed by a safety briefing video and a demonstration by the flight crew. Most of us briefly look up, see the flight attendant standing there, snug our seatbelts, glance up above our heads, and resume reading or listening to music or whatever. Most of us ignore the actual briefing if we've flown more than a few times. Even the comment, you may have flown before, but this aircraft may be different than what you're used to, so please follow along with the safety briefing, is unlikely to gain more than a few curious glances. If the safety message is only a video, there may be even fewer people paying attention. We've become so used to distractions and the constant babble of noise around us in our daily lives, we learn to tune it out. And that can sometimes be a good thing. But how do you get and hold someone's attention, particularly if the message you have to share is really important? On aircraft, different techniques have been used over the years to try to gain and hold your attention when announcements are made, with varying degrees of success. Humorous flight attendants are popular, but what about the safety videos? Some of the most effective lately have been produced by Air New Zealand, who developed a series of safety videos that actually get you watching and engaged. They also change the videos regularly, so you are less likely to be ho-hum when you get settled in for your flight. Passengers now look forward to the safety videos. Imagine that! Nude flight attendants with paint on uniforms, anyone? You can be sure everyone paid attention to that safety video. That's nice for the airlines, you say, but... How can we get and keep someone's attention? Well, one tactic is to hook them with the unexpected, and then engage them in the message, and then keep them interested until you're finished. The unexpected. Bang! Well, perhaps it's not a great idea to literally start with a bang, especially on an airplane, but you need to do something to begin to hook the attention away from their smartphones and the beginning of your message or presentation. Something out of the ordinary can work quite well as long as you don't overdo it. Many years ago now, well before the clever Air New Zealand videos, I was on an aircraft that most definitely held my undivided and disconcerted attention. I was leaving New Delhi en route to Singapore, my first time flying on Aeroflot, the Russian airline. I was in Aleutian 1186, a large, single-level, wide-body aircraft with the same capacities as a Boeing 747-400. So, therefore, it held close to 350 people, but that day it had less than 100 passengers. Plenty of room for everyone to stretch out, which was nice, of course, for a long flight. They closed the cabin doors, and a flight attendant rattled off a long spiel in Russian. They then switched to English, and I casually began to half-listen. We have now turned on the fastened seatbelt signs. Please make sure to have your seatbelt fastened at all times when you are in your seat. Your life vest is located in a pouch under your seat. In the event of an emergency, the attendant droned on with the rest of the standard safety briefing. There was just one problem. There was no seatbelt sign. In fact, there was a clear absence of no smoking signs as well as seatbelt signs. There were no signs at all in any language, except the glowing exit sign in the aisle beside me. Get them engaged. Once you have their attention, give them something to think about. If you lapse into the mundane and familiar, you will begin to lose your audience. 
keep it interesting and uh, keep a few surprises up your sleeve in case you need to rehook them. I looked all around the cabin, trying to see if there were any signs, any at all, aside from exit. I looked back to my left. Ah, there was one more exit sign at the bottom of the wide stairs. So the first one wasn't a fluke. Hold on, stairs? You said this was a single level plane. Yeah, stairs. Exit sign, wide, carpeted steps, railings on both sides, the whole bit. They went down to a lower level, and I could see a few suitcases piled up against one wall. Uh, Wait a minute. Suitcases visible from my seat? I learned later that this was part of the luggage at hand option offered by the aircraft. You could buy your ticket and check in on board even, but not on the international flights. You could walk your own bags down into the baggage deck. The safety spiel was long since finished, but I was suddenly fully engaged and very interested in this peculiar aircraft, and in particular how it related to my own safety. Steps to the baggage compartment? Only exit signs? What else was going to be different about this plane? Keep them on the edge of their seat. Okay, now you have their attention. Your message is different and fresh, okay, maybe just different, but they're listening to you, so don't complain. What do you do next? Right, weave in the important parts of your message into your story while they're interested. Wait, is my message a story? Well, why not? Stories and anecdotes can be powerful mediums for a message to be delivered in a fun and engaging way. So, tell them what you want to tell them, but keep it interesting. After takeoff, I continued to look around the aircraft. I noticed the person beside me had his feet up. Yes, he had his feet up with the ultimate in legroom. He had flopped the seat back in front of him, down, flat. Uh, wait, seats are only supposed to recline backwards, right? They're not supposed to flip forward and sandwich you. Hmm. As the flight was quite empty, I had three seats to myself, as did the person in front of me, and behind me, and beside me, and several rows around. So I sat by the aisle, and in the middle, and then at the window, getting my maximum value from those three seats. I casually flopped the seat back forward in front of me and enjoyed the ample legroom with my feet up, looking out the window. So thus relaxing and thinking about perhaps having a nap, I looked further out the window at the engines and the right wing. But there was only a slight lulling trot for turbulence, more like a rhythmic bouncing sensation. The plane was gently bouncing in time with the flapping of the wings. Hey, no sleeping in the back row! Keep things moving. Don't let the message get stale. It might just be time for another zinger or small surprise. Did you say flapping? Yes, this was a jet, and yes, the ends of the long, slender wings were bouncing up and down, making them flap about six feet or two meters up and down at the wingtips. Suddenly I began to feel quite nervous and uncomfortably alert. I then glanced at the twin engines on the right side, positioned forward of the wing on long booms. Both engines were bouncing up and down. Uh, Yeah, bouncing. The engines were not bouncing the same way, though. They counterbounced. One went up, while the other went down, about once a second. Flap, 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 bounce, bounce, bounce. Suddenly I was very, very nervous. Send the message home. Repetition in your message is fine as long as you don't overdo it. A common teaching practice is to tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. 
make sure to emphasize your key point or key points. These stories and anecdotes are great, but make sure they remember the core of the message you're trying to deliver. I shuddered and turned my attention back to the inside of the aircraft, where things were a little more normal. I was just in time to see the passenger in front of me rub his back against the seat. He was twisting to rub an itchy bit of his back against the side of the seat cushion. But as he did so, the entire frame of all three seats in his row visibly twisted with his movement. At that point, I simply gave up worrying. If we ever crashed, no one would ever survive. But it was the longest five-and-a-half-hour flight of my life. One thing is for sure, though. They had accidentally gained and held my complete and undivided attention for the entire trip. Summary. Everybody seems to want a slice of your attention. It's no wonder people are complaining that attention spans are constantly decreasing. There is no shortage of interruptions and distractions that are all waiting for a piece of you and your time. It used to be that the simple phrase may I have your attention, please, would have most of the people in the room politely turn and listen to the speaker for a decent period of time, to listen to an announcement or perhaps a full hour-long presentation. Now, however, we seem to have grown immune to this polite request. Buzzing, chirping, ringing, tweeting, and just plain lack of social etiquette seems to be the order of the day. Even when we say we are paying attention, our fingers are itching to check my email, Facebook, Twitter, or texts. For most of us, it has become a habit or even an addiction. Not me, you say. I pay attention. Don't count me as one of those rude people. Well, perhaps you are an exception. However, not many can resist the constant distractions surrounding us and in the palm of our hand and in our pockets. Oh, hey, but wait, I have one more interruption. Did they get the message? Hey, what about the airplane story above? How does it fit with getting your attention and communicating a message? After all, the flight attendant spoke for barely a minute, reading off some card that apparently did not even relate to their aircraft. What message were they trying to pass on? They didn't even care to get their facts straight. Well, I have an important presentation to give to a group of 500 people. I prepared for weeks. How could you even dare compare the two things? Ah... So you want the secret. That's going to cost you. you got to pay attention. The important thing to remember about your message is not the actual message delivery itself. It is what the audience takes away from the experience that matters. What will they take away from their journey with you? The anonymous flight attendant said little, but the experience spoke volumes. I learned to pay attention on an aircraft and not take my surroundings for granted. In doing so, I became very aware of how different things actually were and how they could potentially affect my safety. It was, effectively, an interactive, five-and-a-half-hour-long, self-directed safety briefing that started with the hook from the flight attendant. I learned a few more things, too. I learned that I may think twice about flying in the particular type of aircraft again. I came to appreciate the other aircraft I'd become used to flying on, with their short legroom, no-flip-forward seats, their non-flapping wings and engines firmly attached to the wings in a most satisfactorily non-bouncy way. I also learned that this aircraft may be different is not an idle threat. When you prepare for and deliver your presentation, think as much about how you are presenting your message as what you are trying to say. 
You never know what the audience will actually take away from your presentation, but if you can engage them and keep up their interest in what you have to say, they may actually end up leaving with some of the message you were trying to convey. Good luck with your projects, take care in crafting and delivering your messages, and next time you're on an airplane, pay attention to the safety briefing. Thank you very much. This is Gary Nelson, and thank you for listening to Gaz's Corner podcast today. If you'd like to read any articles, they're available on www.gazzascorner.com. If you'd like to learn about any of my project management books, I invite you to take a trip over to Gaz's Guides, www.gazzasguides.com. And don't forget to take a look at my project management books for kids, the Project Kids Adventure Series, uh, starting with the Ultimate Treehouse Project, and the second volume is now out, uh, the scariest haunted house project ever, and that's at www.projectkidsadventures.com. Thanks, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.